This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode. I asked my nephew earlier today what my topic should be tonight on the episode I'm going to record, which is what I'm recording now. And he said, talk about redemption. And I, I didn't understand what he meant. The first thing that came to my mind was like, redemption, apology? Is he saying apology? And so when I kind of dug in there, he's a teenager. So when I kind of dug in his mind and he was like, I, I don't know. What, I don't know. I just said redemption. And I was like, well, I never think anything is just coincidence. So I looked up the word redemption to get a better idea. Because even words that I thought I knew what they meant, I still look them up because I always find out that there's something else. I looked up redemption and basically he was telling me that in a very harsh way, I think the word the word redemption is such a very harsh formal way of saying apology, basically. That's how I got it. So the question is, is there a perfect apology? You know? And I thought about it. It takes two to tango in this situation. Multiple people, of course, if it's involving multiple people, but let's just say it's two people. An apology is like a beautiful symphony. It takes a lot of considerations to make it happen. There's one side that is performing the apology. And on the other side is accepting it or not accepting it for that matter, but is listening to it. So it takes two. There is no best way to apologize, but there are some things you would want to consider if you're apologizing to someone. The outcome is almost irrelevant. I'm going to tell you that straight out. If you're going in there trying to come up with an outcome like, or you want to, you want to get the friendship back or whatever. I think you should just stop right here. Go ahead and stop this audio and just move along because you're not ready. (laughs) We're talking about an apology, a real one. One that the outcome is almost irrelevant. It cannot matter. If you're truly apologizing, that outcome cannot matter. For an apology to happen properly, you have to take ownership of what you've done. No excuses. I know this is tricky. And it's a finicky thing because you have to really make sure that in your apology, nothing is excused, justified. Rather, it's just the apology. It's not, it's not shooting blame back at this person or referencing some kind of, uh, score. You know, where you're pulling out an old thing that they did. Well, look, this is what you did, but this is why I did it. You, you can't. You just take ownership with no justifications, no excuses, no blaming. uh, And that's a clean apology. That's a clean, proper apology. Again, the outcome irrelevant. What we were looking for here is for things to be balanced. For the wrongs to be set right. And when they're set right, we don't worry about it. We don't worry about the outcome. We know that we have balanced the universe out. Another thing you should consider when you're apologizing is the fact that the person that you're apologizing to might not believe you. (laughs) And I want you to be ready to hear everything back that you expect to hear, right? But I want you to hear it solidly. Just stand still and hear it. Hear it out. 
hear out their emotional hurt, their feelings, whatever it is that they, whatever it is that the behavior that you did or something that you did or whatever you said caused, you need to hear that out. Now, even if you want to say something, this is the time where I still need you to stop and hold back. An apology requires a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of emotional work for this person that's apologizing. It's not only just taking the responsibility, but it's also being able to hear another person's rejection of it, rejection of the apology, having to hear the person's pain and me, the apologizer, sitting in humility and hearing it out. Even if it feels like junk, even if I want to defend it, even if I want to say something, I just don't. I allow the other person to do it, to just do what they need to do. I know this is rough. It's rough. You have to count on that no matter how many times you apologize, how well you do it, the other person who's receiving the apology may not be where you want them to be. They may not be ready to forgive. They may not have done the work or accepted it. Again, they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to not accept it. They're allowed to tell you off. They're allowed to feel their hurt and feel their pain. They're allowed to do that. When you give the apology, you just sit still. Sit still in the peace and the knowledge that you've done the right thing. There's something good that comes from that alone. Like I said before, there's no perfect apology. No, I wish there was. Man, would it make things easier. But there isn't. There is sometimes not enough that a person can do to right this wrong. And that's still part of the journey. That's still part of acceptance that the person that's apologizing may not be able to right the wrong. And that's okay. You just did the part that you could do on your end and you release or surrender the journey at that point. It's hard to explain, but there are times when an apology is not enough and multiple apologies are not enough. The person that you're apologizing to has to work it out and you just sit back and we sit in the hope that the other person will heal and accept the apology if they're in that journey of healing. But if they're not, You did what you could do. And after that, you surrender. You're free. As the person who's apologizing, you are free. And I think that's pretty good news. It doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be continuous apology and, you know, falling to pieces and taking blame. And I I get it. I get it. But telling you again, there's some situations where it's not enough. And after you do the proper apology, the clean apology, you just step back. You surrender the rest. But you leave your door open. And what I mean by that is that you need to walk the walk of the person that's just apologized, that took responsibility for what they did. You walk that walk. So just because this person rejected the apology does not mean that you go back to behaving the way you used to behave. (laughs) doesn't mean you go back to being vindictive or vengeful. It means that you leave the door open for them to return and whenever they can, whenever it is their time and they've done their own work and healing, they can come back. And your job is to keep the door open with no judgment, to keep the door open for them. I know people don't want to hear the idea that they have to wait after they apologize, but that's what we sometimes have to do. We have to wait. We have to wait until the person that's being apologized to sits down with themselves and learns to heal and I'm not sure how long that takes. I can't put a time on it, but it's not going to be helpful for you to sit there and do a countdown because once you apologize, you're really setting yourself free with that clean apology. 
So to help answer my nephew's question on redemption and how to do it, I think he's really onto something there. <laughs> but the word redemption is so strong and perhaps so is apology. Apology has that redemptive nature. It's the fight between good and evil. It has that undertone. I often have this fantasy about the perfect apology, the one I've been waiting for. The thing is, it could come in a perfect package, perfectly scripted, just like I want it. But the thing I have to ask myself is, am I ready? Am I ready to hear that apology? And as a human being, that's something you have to consider. Uh, often we ask for the apology. We ask for it. We need an apology. We need some kind of closure or whatever reason we need the apology for. But sometimes we're not ready to hear it. We're not ready to accept what comes with the apology. And that's just part of being honest with yourself. So don't waste your time wanting an apology if you are not willing to do the emotional work to accept it, to figure out what you want to do after this apology, this magical apology. <laughs> wow. I think this would have to beat a record of mine that this is the shortest podcast episode I've ever had. <laughs> but I guess it's not much to talk about. It's the clean apology. But when an apology is done well, an apology is accepted and that is done and reciprocated. It's a beautiful thing. It's like a symphony. There's so much peace all around. But boy, it's like a rare symphony. Because it's, uh, it's hard to apologize. It's, it's not only just hard to apologize. It's hard to accept an apology. Yeah. it's. I would have to say both ways. It's hard to accept the apology. Will I want more? Will the apology be enough? I don't know. So many things that people do and so many scenarios this can go. So, but this is all I got on apology. Thank you so much, my nephew, for bringing this inspiration for today. It was well thought out. Thank you. And redemption, I think, is the perfect word. Come to think of it. I'm sending everyone love. And this has been an episode of Drive Through.